Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, before we start, let's go ahead and pray. Lord God, I thank you once again for another day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I ask that you just continue to open up our hearts and our minds to your word. Help us to grow and to understand what it is that we are studying here that it may grow in us. I pray that you help me to teach effectively on today, God, and that your will continues to go forward. In Jesus' name I pray, thank God, and amen. All right, so um, last week, right, we were on number four. We were on number four last week. Um, we talked about God as creator, the name Elohim, and what that name means, its significance in our lives. Um, I wanted to go over my assignment, write my prayer, and I realized I had missed um, something I wanted to read. So I remember I read my little nugget, right, it's better to know than to guess and think you know, right? Uh, The other little nugget that I had gotten for that week was, when you know what his name means, it's not just a name anymore, it becomes personal. When you know what his name means, talking about God, it's not just a name anymore, it becomes personal, right? By knowing his name, knowing God more intimately, it becomes personal to us, right? So you're not just saying Yahweh, you know, or singing the song, Yahweh, Yahweh. Like, you're not just singing that just because it sounds nice. You now understand and know what that name means. You understand why you call on that name. So, uh, again, one of the assignments was that uh, we were supposed to write out a prayer of worship to our Creator, supposed to sing praise to Him. Um, and I remember I did sing, <laughs> tried to, <laughs> last week. And so I wanted to read my prayer out uh, this week. Okay. Uh, dear Lord God, today I want to give you all the glory all the praise and all thanks unto you. Lord God, I thank you for making me who I am, my skin, my imperfections, my height, and my size, my personality. I thank you for equipping me to do your will. Okay, for every uh, hair on my head belongs to you. I had written in cursive, but then I also had some scratch outs. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I look at my situation and I speak negative things, but today I thank you for placing me exactly where I need to be, even if it isn't where I want to be. 
You are the one true God. You have already written the story to my life that I may have a good end. Let not my heart be weary nor troubled because I am in the Lord's hands. In your hands there is safety, power, comfort, love, compassion, and whatever else I need because only you, God, can satisfy me. Elohim, the beginning and the end, author and finisher of all things, God of mercy, full of grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, all these things I pray. Amen. When I tell you I low-key knew that prayer today, um, I don't know if y'all been paying attention, but it's been a lot going on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And um, even the lesson this week um, did it today and just got that assurance that I needed, like, in spite of all the evil that is going on, God is still God. He's still in control. And he has not forsaken us. He's not forgotten about us. He's still watching over us. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hard. And um, I don't know. You know, uh, I laugh because Last year was really difficult, right? Like that was a tough year for a lot of people. And coming out of that, right, going into this year, uh, a lot of people were like, "Woo, you know, woo, New Year!" And I'm, and I don't know, for some reason, it was just like I couldn't celebrate just yet because, <laughs> I mean, there were some things I was thankful about, and I gave God thanks for that. But it was like we're not out of the storm yet. You're celebrating like the storm is over, and it's not over. Right? Like, it's one thing to give God the glory and the praise and the thanks in the midst of the storm. Right? Like, this storm is not over, but God, I'm I'm praising you anyhow. But when it was just like everybody acting like, ooh, bad times are over now, we, no, no, no. And I feel like this year is shaping out to be worse than last year. And I get the sense that it's going to be even harder next year. Um, but everything that God allows, everything that God does is always for our good is to shape you and prepare you for that next season, right? So even though this has been a difficult year, there's still that positive of knowing that my creator, who, like we learn, okay, he created me in my mother's womb. He made me who I am. He gave me the personality that I have, whether you like it or not. <laughs> you know, he's called me to to reflect him, to be in his image. Um, and he's still with me now, like he's preparing me now because he's not done with me yet. Okay, it's not over until he called me home. So he is still molding me and shaping me to look like his son to be the the woman that he's called me to be. And like I keep saying, it's rough, but I keep reminding myself, like God already knew what was going to happen. He already knows ahead of time. And all I have to do is just allow him to prepare me 
for the, the next wave to come, right, to prepare me for the next season to come. Uh, it's not easy going through difficult times and difficult situations because we wish that everything could be easy, right? If we could just walk through, that would be nice. Uh, but it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, I'm just thankful. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead, we're going to jump into this lesson. Uh, let's go ahead, get this Bible ready. We're going to do a little bit of flipping today. Not too, too much. But I mean, about the same, I guess, <laughs> from last time. So, um, first thing we're going to do is look back at a scripture we've already looked at before, uh, previously in the last lesson. And that's Psalms 139, 13 and 14. So let's go there now. Got my two my two Bibles. Right, let's see. Got my USV. I'm about to get my King James. So uh Psalms one thirty nine. Psalms 139, 13, and 14. Let's go. All right, so this is King James first. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Now, uh, ESV, this is again 13 and 14. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. 14, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. All right. And so starting off this lesson, right, talked about that question that people have about their existence, right? How did I come to be? <laughs> um, and of course, you know, there's that debate about the Big Bang and all those other things. But if you are a believer and you say that you believe that God is who he says he is, then you believe that God made you and that he created the universe. He created the earth and the heavens and everything in it, right? So everybody at some point, even everybody, but, you know, most people at some point, um, they just have that question, right? Why do I exist? Okay. And so uh, to quote Kate Arthur, he says, search out the answer to these questions and you will know the purpose for your life. Okay. So by just taking time to understand why God made you, right? Why did he allow us to be, you know, the way that we are? <laughs> why did he make us imperfect and things of that sort? You begin to find that, that purpose, that reason for why he even put you here in the first place, okay? Now, uh, flip to Isaiah. 43, we're going to read a few scriptures, 
from this one. Okay, so go to Isaiah 43, chapter 43, and we're going to start at verse 1. Start at verse 1. Going to read, well, yeah, verses 1, 3, and 4, and 7. Right, so Isaiah chapter 43, we're going to read verse 1, then verses 3 and 4, and then verse 7. Right, so this is King James first, uh, verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Verse 3, For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia, and Seba for thee. Verse 4, Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable. I have loved thee. Therefore I will give men for thee and people for thy life. Finally, verse 7, even every one that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Okay? Now we're going to read those same verses, as I said, in the ESV. So, again, this is uh, Isaiah 43, starting at verse 1. But now, thus says the Lord, he created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Verse 3. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Verse 4. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Verse 7, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed and made. Okay, so we're going to talk about that word glory for a second. All right, so um, K. Arthur happened to be studying uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 7, and she was looking up about the husband and wife relationship, okay? She finally looked up that word glory. And in the Hebrew language, it means to give the correct opinion or estimate of. And again, okay, the word glory, this particular word glory, in Hebrew means to give the correct opinion or estimate of, okay, to give the correct opinion or estimate of, okay. Um, so reflecting that back, right, uh, we as a people, we as believers, when he says, everyone that is called by my name, I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him, okay, that's the King James, Isaiah 43 and 7. Um, he made us for his glory. So it 
in that regard, our lives, and I believe I mentioned this before in another study or maybe um, previously during this one, right? I know I've said it before, but our lives are supposed to give a correct opinion about who God is, right? Our lives are telling other people about who we think, what we think of God. What is our opinion of our God, right? Um, the first assignment, we have little mini assignments in this, in this lesson. So the first assignment is uh, how would you live if you were to live for his glory? Uh, you're then supposed to think about it, meditate on that, then write the things that God brings to mind. Now, y'all know usually I just wait, but this time I'm not going to wait on this one. I'm going to just read you what I wrote. <laughs> okay, my personal problem, right? Um, and I wrote down a few things. I wouldn't be afraid to move forward, one. Uh, the next thing, I would respond with urgency when he gives me my assignments and I would finish them. And then the third thing that I wrote was I wouldn't be consumed by the opinions of others and what they think of me, right? Now, <clears throat> I've mentioned this before also in a, in a study, and I think people took it wrong, right? <laughs> because God has um, addressed me on this issue before where um, it's not necessarily like, oh, I don't want them to think of me as blah, blah, blah. Like literally, um, I would do poems and I would hang on like every word, every compliment because I wanted them in a way to worship me and to idolize me and to give me praise and recognize me and give me all this recognition and glory. And the Lord had to like sit me down for a minute and remind me like who gave you your gift in the first place? I didn't give you this gift so that you could glorify yourself. It was for me to glorify me, to give me praise, to draw men unto me and not unto Jacqueline. Not for you to sit here and, and people asking for your autograph and your photo and uh, buying up your books or whatever. Like It's for me, my kingdom. Okay, your little empire that you're trying to build, I don't know if you paid attention, those empires failed. Okay, but this right here is, is what's going to last, <laughs> right? And so there's that, but then there's also the other side of it too where, um, and it happened during camp as well. That was the first time God, well, he, you know, really had been bringing it to my attention, but that was the first time I was open, right, and in a place where I could receive and hear what he had been trying to tell me for a minute, <laughs> okay, um, where people will say little ugly comments or they do make little snide remarks. Um, and even now it's worse with social media. I'm trying to build like a language platform. And so every now and then you get some idiot who just pops up and feels like they can talk to you any kind of way, um, say any kind of ugly stuff. And there's no repercussions for it because they're behind a keyboard, right? You know, so how are you going to, you know, what are you going to do type thing? So they just feel really bold 
to say and do whatever. And, uh, you know, even on certain language platforms, right, um, there are certain things and attitudes and just stuff that I've encountered and had to deal with, and it just gets under my skin real bad. Like, who does this person think they are? Why are they even talking to me like that? You don't know me. I'm about that life. <laughs> like, don't, 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 don't. I don't know who you think you're talking to, but I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you not to handle, not to come at me like that, right? And so it's just immediate, like, anger. And God had to really, like, bring me down a peg or two. Like, who are you? They talked about my son, right? And he always would say that, like, they talked about my son. They lied on him. They insulted him. You don't think he was upset? (laughs) So who are you? You, You're not better than my son. You're not better than Jesus. Like, why do you you feel that way? You know, like, if if he was able to to still be holy and keep his mouth closed, (laughs) you know, what does that say for you? Right? But again, it was like I still wasn't listening until finally he had to really show me, like, when you start putting that much weight in the opinions of others, it's just like that. what I said before, right? If you sit there uh, thriving off of how many compliments that I get today, oh, yeah, you know, they were just falling all over their feet trying to get to me, you're making yourself a god, right? Like, how dare they have the audacity to insult me? Who are you, though? Why have you made yourself so important? You know, or you think you're just so great that no one should ever dare insult you or say anything negative to you or, you know, whatever. Like, no. He already told us if they did it to the green tree, they're going to do it to the brown. Like, look, what they did to me, if they did it to me, Jesus, <laughs> what do you think they're going to do to you? Right? So that one right there, yeah. Uh, these assignments, you know, we'll get to them later because it, it just kept popping up again. I was like, okay, Lord, okay, all right. Because he has given me some assignments, and I realized, you know, again, him showing me you have a bad habit of I give you an assignment and you don't finish it. Like you drag your feet, then you start to do it, but you don't see it through. You just kind of half halfway kind of start something, and it's like, eh, and then you just kind of, mm, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I don't like the way this feels. This makes me uncomfortable. I'm frustrated. I don't understand. You know what? I, just, I don't even see the point of this anymore. So, eh, and then you just kind of slowly drift off, and the next thing you know, you caught yourself taking a break, and it's been a year. Project still sitting there waiting to be completed. I don't know if I'm the only one like that, but, you know, hey, right? So those are things that, yeah, if you move in slowful, do you really believe that God is Lord? Do you really believe he's the king of kings? Because your opinion is saying that, oh, he ain't nothing. When he said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord, uh... Do you really believe that he will that he will avenge you that he will 
fight your battles for you, that he will take care of you, that he will handle your enemies the way they need to be handled. If you sit in there plotting and strategizing how to get back at your enemy, like, do you really believe it? Careful. <laughs> right? Okay. So, next scripture, the last book in the Bible, Revelation. Revelation. Not revelations. <laughs> no, I used to be real bad with that. Revelations. It's a revelation, y'all. <laughs> so, Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11. Yes. Okay. Again, that is Revelation, the very last book. Chapter 4. And we're going to read verse 11. So this is the last verse in the in this chapter, okay? At least in the King James. You see, and in the ESV as well. <laughs> so uh, reading from the King James first. <clears throat> thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure, they are and were created. I'm going to read that again. Because we just talked about that word glory, right? Like we just, we were just talking about that word glory. So let's read that again. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. And for thy pleasure, they are and were created. I got a highlight. I got it in pink in my little e-Bible. You know, and those are the passages that are like, well, what about this? Things that are possible contentions, right? Or having something to do with doctrinal things. But I need to put that in yellow for myself, like a personal reminder. Like, ding, 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 remember. <laughs> Was that the yellow real quick? Okay. Uh, let me read from the ESV now. So this again is Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, ESV. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Again. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Y'all, why is he worthy of our glory? Why is he worthy of us giving a correct, correct opinion and estimate of him? Right, looking at this verse, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created, or ESV, by your will they existed and were created, because he made you, because he created you, because he breathed breath into your lungs and said, Live. He made everything in this world. 
because he is creator, because he is the great I am, because he is I am that I am. That's why. So don't ever get so beside yourself. It's just like, oh, well, because it also said honor and, and power as well. <laughs> okay. He's worthy. So, again, we we need to be mindful and be careful. Am I giving a correct opinion of him in my lifestyle? How I live and how I handle people. Now, let's be real. It's not going to be every day. Right? There's going to be some times where it's going to be real tough to remember, okay, I still got to give a correct opinion of him even when they get on my last nerve. Still got to give a correct opinion of him even when they're looking down at me. Still got to give a correct opinion of him even when my money's tight. Still got to give a correct opinion of him when the situation is looking real bad. I still have to give a correct opinion of him. And even if I fall short, I still got to give correct opinion of him. Because the word also says that he is able to forgive us of our sins, right? If we confess our sins to him, if we can admit where we've fallen short, he'll forgive us of those things. He'll help you get where you need to be. But if you're sitting there listening to the enemy, oh, God will never forgive you for that. Oh, you'll never come back from that one. Well, was it really that bad? Mm. Do you really need to repent for this? No, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Let me just put it this way. If you are being personally convicted, okay, because the things that you are probably being convicted for might not be the same things for me because those are not my vices. That's not my my uh, my weak spots, my weak areas, my temptations. That's not, that's not me. So the stuff that you get hit with, and God is like, hey, <clears throat> excuse me, tap, tap, tap. You should come come on, come on home. Let me clean you up. So I don't care. Even And, you know, sometimes people, we will mess people up. You know, we mean well as saints, but we just mess people up. Oh, you know, and you don't have to really repent, and it's okay. Look, if somebody tells you they're being convicted, just just go on and pray with that person, right? You know, like encourage them. Like, okay, well, you know, do what you need to do. Let's pray on it right now. Don't use that as option. Oh, well, you know, that's not really that bad. You don't know what that person's struggling with, okay? <laughs> oh, again, if you know that you are being convicted, and God is literally throwing scriptures all over, all all on top of your head, especially dealing with that particular issue, whatever that issue is. Just repent. Just just repent. Go on and be like, Lord, I'm sorry. And really mean it, though. Like, you know. And if, if you are in a place where you don't feel broken about your sin, because that's the thing. Like, you should feel some type of remorse or brokenness or something about sin. But if you're sitting there like, well, I know it's a sin, but I feel like it's not. Okay, you need to pray for that too. Pray for that. Okay, Lord, I know that this is wrong, but I still want to do it. 
and I feel like I don't see anything wrong with this. I know that your, what your word said, but I feel like it's okay. I don't feel like it's a big deal. So if you could help address me in this area. Anyway, y'all. <laughs> right? Uh, we were created for his will, for his pleasure. Right? So if we're asking ourselves, why do I even exist? Why am I even alive right now? I've had those days. Thank God that I can say I still have not had um, a suicidal thought since 2020. Or actually 2019, because all 2020, nothing. Um, This year, high stressful, mentally stressful situations, Nothing. Not one thought. Right? But, you know, before that time, yeah, I've had I've had those thoughts where it's like, why am I still alive? Why do I exist? Why did why am I still here? Why didn't I die in my sleep? I feel useless. I feel like I don't even have a purpose. Why do I exist? And yet his word tells us this is why you exist. I created you for my pleasure, for my will, because I wanted to. Right? So here's a quote uh, from K. Arthur. You were created for his will. The King James Version says pleasure, right, because we just read that. In essence, they are the same. If I live for his pleasure, that is his will. If I bring him pleasure... I'm sorry, if I live for his will, that is his pleasure. Or if I bring him pleasure, it's because I have done his will. Right? So either way, amounts to the same thing. Okay? Now this is a big quote. Uh, You have seen that you've been created for his glory, for his pleasure. Your life is to be lived in such a way as to reflect him to show the world the character of God, his love, his peace, his mercy, his gentleness. You are to to live for him to accomplish his will. Okay, so I'm going to read that again. You have seen that you have been created for his glory, for his pleasure. Right, because we just read, what was that, Revelation? 11, right? And then we looked at Isaiah. Okay? So you have seen that you have been created for his glory, for his pleasure. Your life is to be lived in such a way as to reflect him, to show the world the character of God, his love, his peace, his mercy, his gentleness. Now, before I continue on with that quote, something that just popped up uh, yesterday. I was listening to uh, a Beth Moore podcast. And I think it's available on pretty much any podcast. Um, her name is Beth Moore. And uh, one of the things that I was listening to, one of her messages was, you are the salt of the earth. And I'm not going to lie, like usually I have a hard time you know, just focusing lately, like, 
I think just in general, honestly. But it's getting worse as I get older. And so this particular podcast, for whatever reason, someone was like, you need to go back and listen again. Every, like, every time. And so this was going on number three. And I'm like, okay, Lord, really praying. Like, Lord, help me to tune in to the, whatever it is that you're trying to get me to hear, right? So we just read that little part, right? Your life is to be lived in such a way is to reflect him, to show the world the character of God, his love, his peace, his mercy, his gentleness. And I kid you not, in this podcast, I'm about being the salt of the earth, and she read the scripture, how your word should be seasoned with uh, with salt, or with grace and with salt. Oh, Lord, let me look up the scripture, because I don't want to misquote. <clears throat> Let's see. Season. I'll be glad when I'll be like, woo, thank you for the e <laughs> Okay, so it's Colossians 4 and 6, and I actually have it in yellow, that reminder for myself. Uh, so Colossians 4 and 6, this is King James Version. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Again, that's Colossians 4 and 6. And so she went on to talk about, you know, when you are talking to people, right? She's like, because people are drawn to the real thing. They don't like the imitator, you know, the person who they pretend to be godly on the outside. But you're a hypocrite out there in the real world or you're condemning people which your tongue and your speech are wanting to live the standards that you don't even live to. Okay? So, you know, people are drawn to the real thing. She's like, but when they encounter you, what are they getting from you? Are you appetizing to them? Are you displaying the characteristics of God, right? Are you showing them who God is? Are you extending his love and his mercy and his grace, all these wonderful things and characteristics of God, or are you giving them something else, a foul taste in their mouth that makes them say, no, I don't want nothing to do with that? Mm-mm. What are we displaying as believers? Because remember, if we're connected to the vine, the true vine, fruit is going to grow automatically. That means that you, if you have been following Jesus and you have been chasing after the Lord for a minute, eventually, rather sooner or later, you're going to start turning around. There's going to be people coming to you for prayer. People, you know, coming to you like, hey, you know, I really could use a word. I need a scripture. I, I could... Well, can you tell me how do you walk in Christ and how do you do it? You're going to have that because it's automatic. But if your attitude is nasty, if you handle people in a foul way, you see what I'm saying? If the way that you behave at home is not the same way outside, it's not genuine or, you know, people, all that stuff comes out. 
people can tell when you're the real the real deal and when you're just faking it. You know, you put on a show. When you hollering just to be hollering and when you literally giving God praise. When you singing because you want to be seen and when you singing to uplift his name. <laughs> when you are actually serious and about this thing and when you just a Christian by title only. You know, it's kind of like people when they like, I'm grown. If you're grown, you ain't got to tell nobody you're grown. Uh, hello? If you are a person that carries themselves with respect, then you don't have to state you know, your age and, you know, I'm I'm an adult, you know, uh, just in case you forgot, I am such a, no, I ain't even going to do all that. What? Now, that don't mean that every now and then somebody ain't going to try me. That's just a part of life. But if every time I go around, I'm having to remind people I'm not a child, then maybe I need to take a closer look at myself. Maybe I am behaving like a child <laughs> and I need to do better. Mm-hmm. Same thing. People know if you're the real deal or not. They know if you really know who God is. If you're just playing. All right? So, okay. You are to live for him to accomplish his will. And then she went on to say that to miss that, that purpose, right? That is our purpose. To miss this is to miss fulfillment. And to have existed rather than lived. He put us on this earth to give him glory, to build his kingdom, to be hope in a dark world, to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And if we miss that, then we haven't really lived. You were you were here, you existed. And now you're gone. You never really lived at all. You didn't have an actual life. Not, not really. We want to live it up, but we don't want to actually live for God. You know? So, we have our next little assignment. And that is Go before your God and evaluate the course of your life. So really have you a moment to sit down, really think about where you're going in life, okay, where you are right now, what you've been doing up to this point, okay? Uh, What do you need to do? Will you do it? Answer these questions honestly in the presence of your Elohim. So that is your next assignment. Okay. Go before your God and evaluate the course of your life. What do you need to do? Will you answer these questions honestly in the presence of your Elohim? So let's go back to that first one because I don't know if you've been taking notes or if you forgot. (laughs) Okay. So the first little mini assignment was how would you live if you were to live for his glory? How would you live if you were to live for his glory? And then you're supposed to think about that. Like, really think about it. Don't be sitting there like, 
Next. Yeah, if you're gonna do the assignment, do the assignment right. Think about it, meditate on that, then write down the things that God brings to mind. So really sit there for a moment. Like, well, Lord, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what are some things that I would actually be doing if I truly was living for your glory? Then your second mini assignment. Go before your God and evaluate the course of your life. What do you need to do? Will you? Answer these questions honestly in the presence of your Elohim. Again, before your go before your God and evaluate. So really sit there and think about, you know, what you've been doing up to this point right now in your life at this moment, and be honest, like, mm, yeah, not too good or mm, decent, mm, could be better. Be honest, okay? What do you need to do? Will you answer these questions honestly in the presence of your Elohim? Okay? Uh. You know what? I'll go ahead and I'll read. Let me see. Because there was one that I was going to hold off on. I think, yeah. So I'll read this one. So this was my response. Again, please don't try to, you know, mimic Sister Jackie. Remember that this is your walk. (laughs) Okay. So you, you know, our lives are different. We all go through this together. We have similar struggles, but our lives are different. Okay? This is your personal evaluation, so this is my evaluation. Okay? Um, I've seen the people around me be elevated to new heights, and and I'm talking directly to God, and you tell me it's because they've positioned themselves. I recall that time you told me you were trying to raise me up but couldn't because I refused to leave where I was. I don't know what's going to happen in the coming months, but I'm going to follow through with the projects you've given me. I'm going to do my best, stop holding on to and clinging and chasing the things I want and pursue your will with my whole heart. Okay, so that little thing, I was at camp. It always happened at camp. I was at camp, and uh, there was this issue that year where we got late notice about uh, the cabins, and um, I ended up having to, like, sleep in a, a top bunk. And so I was a little bit upset about that because I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. Like, I can't believe I got to sleep in this stuff. And um, I re- it was it, it got a little ugly, y'all, because the girls came in there early before they even got permission. And at first I was going to take the top bunk, you know, like little kid drama, basically, like you too old for this. But... <laughs> Uh, didn't even clean the cabin. It was nasty. 
And I just remember it just set me off. Like, so not only did were you disrespectful and you just came in here and took y'all vans anyways, but I was even waiting to get a clearance to come in here. Then you didn't even bother to clean up the cabin? Wow. Forget that. And I just ran ahead and took my bed back because it was the same bed I had for how many the the previous year. And I was like, oh, I'm about to take this bed. <laughs> so the next year, I think I had no choice but to, you know, take a, um, to get a top bunk because all the bottom bunks were gone. Um, at least these girls cleaned up the cabin, Lord. But <laughs> Went in that top bunk and suddenly it was like, actually, you know, this is not bad. This this is really comfortable and it feels great up here. It's like really cozy. And in that moment, the Lord was like, I've been trying to elevate you. But you've been so comfortable where you are that you don't want to leave. Yeah. It's funny how God will take, you know, some of the simplest things, at least with me. It'd be stuff that'd be like, what? God, where'd they even come from? <laughs> and he just puts me in my place very politely. <laughs> so, next little assignment, uh, or this is mainly a question. Are you fulfilling the purpose of your creation? What is keeping you from being or doing what you were created to do? So again, mainly these are like personal insight questions. Are you fulfilling the purpose of your creation? What is keeping you from being or doing what you were created to do? Now these I'm going to just read next week, okay, because I'm looking at my time. I feel like I'm, yeah, I'm cutting it close, so I'll read the rest of these uh, next week. So again, are you fulfilling the purpose of your creation? What is keeping you from being or doing what you were created to do? Are you fulfilling the purpose of your creation? What is keeping you from being or doing what you were created to do? Next question. What do you need to change? Think about that. What do you need to change? Now, write out a prayer of commitment. Like a lot of y'all got to that prayer of commitment, I was like, ooh, okay. (laughs) I will definitely read that next week, though. What do you need to change? Think about what you need to change. Now, write out a prayer of commitment. All right. Okay, our memory verse, again, is Revelation 4 and 7. And then we got our small group questions. So I'm going to run through these real quick. Um, I did not write them in my notebook. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay, small group questions. One, Elohim identifies God as creator. From your study, what do you think is important or why do you think it is important to know him as creator? I'll read that again. Elohim identifies God as creator. From your study, why do you think 
it is important to know him as creator. Question two, what did God create? What did God create? We've had plenty of scriptures, so you've been taking notes, right? You can follow that back. Question three, how does Elohim as creator show us the triune God? Three, how does Elohim as creator show us the triune God? In other words, the Holy Trinity. How do we see that? How do how how has he shown us that? Where do we see that in scripture? Four. What role has God had in your life? What role has God had in your life? Okay. Number five, what is your responsibility to him as your creator? How are you fulfilling that responsibility? Again, what is your responsibility to him as your creator? So what is our responsibility to him? Okay. How are you fulfilling that responsibility? We kind of touched on that earlier in the lesson. Six, how have the insights into God as Elohim helped you to clear up your thinking regarding children born with Down syndrome or those born without a limb? Again, we have scripture for that. Uh, and that was from the week before. Uh, or last week, sorry. How have the insights into God as Elohim helped to clear up your thinking regarding children born with Down syndrome or those born without a limb, etc. So a child that, you know, has um, any kind of mental disability, um, uh, what would the world would deem like as a flaw or anything like that. Seven. What is currently happening in your life or circumstances that is easier to deal with now that you know God as your Elohim? Last question. What is currently happening in your life or circumstances that is easier to deal with now that you know God as your Elohim? And that is it for this week, guys. Um, I hope that you got something out of the lesson this week. Uh, remember, you can go back and listen to these. So if there was some stuff you missed, just go back. <laughs> okay. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend, and let's pray out. Well, God, I thank you once again for the day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, you are worthy of all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, all the power, everything, God. You deserve it all. And we pray, Lord, that you just continue to minister to us. 
during these times. Remind us of our purpose. Remind us of what is important. Remind us that we were put on this earth to give you glory and give you praise to build your kingdom, God. Um, Continue to guide us and lead us in the way that is right. Continue to help us to be more and more like your son, to be a light in this world and the salt of the earth. God, I just thank you for all the wonderful things that you're doing in spite of what it feels like right now, in spite of what it looks like right now. And I just pray that you continue to just keep us all encouraged to just let your love rain down on us all, God. In Jesus' name I pray, thank God, and amen. Take care, guys. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.